I'm in Austin at a marketing convention. Dave's at home in California. He just got back from uh, rehearsal for the plays in, which we talked about a couple episodes previously. But we are cranking out Weird September. And what a weird September it has been, personally and professionally. But you know what? It's time for a podcast. So all that matters now is this episode. So... Here we go. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. It's a good intro, so I hope this damn thing records correctly, because that was pretty good. <laughs> you know, and I was happy to say, like, this is how I know that uh, Nikki T, who hasn't been on the show for some time, listens to the show, is he got, we got a message in our group, like, David's in a play. <laughs> oh, dude, that's what's funny about Nikki Lates, is he's like one of our biggest fans, and I've always told him, well, if you weren't on the show, it wouldn't feel like self-promoting. But also, if there were just 10,000 of you, then we'd be like a fucking, we'd be superstars, you know? Right. <laughs> we're kind of an indie cult thing, people. I mean, we're like the, if you go to the video, if they're, you know, if you have a video store in your town, you walk into the video store, and we're like on the shelf in the back, and the back corner is kind of tilted on the edge. The boxes are even a different color, and when you ask what that is, they go, well, that's, well, that's if you're looking for something a little, a little extra, you know? It's not your, it's not your Friday night fair. It's not your your Tuesday night fair. It's not your kid just won a soccer game. Let's go rent a video and eat pizza fair. It's like you want to question your sanity, and and your reality. And if you just don't like yourself, then you go to that shelf and you you pick up the the the, you know, the video in the little black box. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's and that's our podcast. No, that no, that's like <laughs> like. Uh, That'd be great if that's how podcasts were. You had to actually go somewhere and actually pick them off of a shelf, and they were all determined by color. Well, podcasts are all are like trying to do this. A lot of the podcasts out there, it's so competitive now. They're trying to think like outside the box in these marketing things. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. I should just ship boxes of physical recordings of our podcasts to two different vendors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should try. You know what? We should make a small run of old cassette tapes. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Uh, or maybe VHS cases. Actually, it would be incredible. Someone's probably gonna steal this now. You open a VHS case and it has a cassette tape inside instead of a VHS. You know, and then it has like the oh, episode like title. Did you ever check out books on tape when you were in uh, high school or? Oh school? man. Where it was like maybe sometimes your VHS size or sometimes bigger, but they'd yeah. be anywhere from like three to like shit. I've had audiobooks that had like fifteen cassettes. Wow. <clears throat> like a Stephen King book. Or yeah, something. I was gonna say yeah, like a Stephen King novel probably is like contained on like eight cassettes or something. Man. Actually, if you got the eighty other yeah, this uh, sixty minute cassettes, like two of these episodes, like you could have like the two best slasher episodes uh, on a Memorex cassette. Uh, oh yeah, that's funny. Oh, it's the it's the best of the slasher run. Well, wow, okay, it's the best like, of Summer Slash. Like the Maniac, like, and the other would be yeah. uh, P 
pieces or something. Yeah, which is really funny because David David had to reevaluate pieces, and I think I think you said you appreciated it more the second time around. But Definitely. You, yeah, but he it had a bad it was a bad taste in David's mouth. Then he watched it again, and based on the ratings, and these are all just like audience numbers, like that's the top one of our run that we just finished. Well, that's we're to, we're talking previous season, folks. We're in season eleven now. We're talking season ten, but our catalog is awesome. So, I mean, there's still people going back and playing like the Velvet Buzzsaw episode that we did. Oh wow. Um, which that one was noticed by Netflix, which is really cool. Um, you know, if you're out there Netflix, we're here. We're also talking to Tubi. We already talked to Criterion, but we have to have a venue. But, like, hey, sponsors, if you're out there, like, the binge watchers are ready to party, and people are ready to listen, so let's get this going. Uh, just, like, have, like, have you ever seen that old DVD technology, like, they tried to mimic the MS, uh, the Mystery Science Theater style, where it'd be like, I think they did it on the Ghostbusters DVD when it first came out, where they'd have commentary where you could see their figures, their outlined bodies watching the movie. Does that ring a bell? Oh, um, no, not really, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, anyways, I guess what I'm saying is, like, hey, Netflix, like, we could be, like, they should have, like, binge watchers mode, where it's just, like, us in a shadow outline saying, like, hey, do you know this part? Like, just not even, like, full running commentary, like, we just kind of, like, leaving all the coughs and us, oh, do you remember that guy, or... Like, hmm. just random bullshit we would say to each other if we were watching a movie in the same room. Do you, know, do you know what I questioned briefly before we started recording? I was like, go down to the poolside bar or podcast with David. I mean, like, they, like these were, I was weighing these choices for, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you could probably still go to the poolside bar after. Cause yeah, who knows? I also you. talked to my wife, who's very loyal, and she's a pretty good wife, and, um had a lot of fun recently we're talking about new adventures to have but i said okay well is it still a problem if it's with a t-girl like i could understand if it was a man or if it was another woman i think i think uh your wife might get mad if you're with another woman first but if we're talking transgender that's like a one in a lifetime opportunity if you're going to like the penny lane bar or like, uh, or uh, I was looking up this place called the Chugging Monkey, the the Chugging Monkey, David. And uh, what's this other place I was looking up? I, I was teasing the shit out of my wife on the way to Austin, by the way. That's that's basically where the story is going. But ultimately, I mean, who makes these decisions about people's sexuality? Is it you, David? Do you have a book and you push a button, you stamp people on their way out? You work in the uh, People Factory? No, not you. No, no, I know. Um, Bill Burr has a new comedy special, which is like. Oh, uh, it's pretty great. Oh, well, it's literally like uh, he had some transgender jokes on there, and again, like he's just talking about how like how people can't even joke anymore, and like nobody, nobody can like. One one thing about getting along as humans is like people used to tell stories and jokes, and like well, and include yeah. people. Like it's not a joke about you. It's a joke to include you, but you can't even do jokes to include people anymore. It's right. weird. Well, I, uh, like, yeah, him, I'm, I haven't heard any outrage against him right now, but I know, like, Dave Chappelle's last special, like, got, came down pretty hard by certain groups. Yeah, big time, uh, yeah. Which, I, I, sorry, but I thought it was fucking hilarious, and he makes the point in it that, 
you know, these are jokes. Like, I'm not actually saying these things are facts. These are jokes. No, know? but see, but that's the new comedy. It's like a comedian explaining the mechanics of a joke. And, like, this stuff, it's not even, like, people aren't even laughing anymore. It's, like, literally just, like, a comedian is talking, like, almost spoken word to illustrate a point. Like, and even in the Bill Burr special that, like, literally just came out, like, right. the other night at midnight. Like, we're talking, like, 24 hours ago or something. He he stops himself for, like, a half hour to do the same thing. Like, hey, um, this is the nature of comedy. This is what a joke is. Uh, X, Y, and Z. You, you know what I mean? I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but, like, his, you know, I, it doesn't come off that way. At least this kind of feels more of, like, a, a, you know, I can't think of the right term, but... Um, I don't think he's explained the joke for explain, explanation's sake, but... Uh, yeah. Ah, I don't know where he's going with that, so let's move on. I don't know. Um, uh, anyway, people, go watch Bill Burr's special on Netflix if you get a chance. There's a great bit about sex robots and human beings, like, going to extinction and a few of us being kept in zoos, which is a... It's a likely outcome. Who knows? Well, see, the bit that worked for me was... Uh, he, he came back to it. He did a callback a couple times, like, why the fuck do you think I'm like this? I've been telling you about my childhood and all this shit. Like, oh, man. Like, if you've ever had, like, those moments where, like, I know exactly what he's talking about, like, I fucking keep it down here on the shelf of regret, or, or not regret, but, like... Uh, <laughs> oh, he yeah, he was talking about, like, outrage culture, and then he was talking about, yeah. like, abuse, and he's like, what did he say? He, he goes, I, I was an altar boy, and I delivered papers, so do you think I got some shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just bury it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. No, no, no. But again, Bill Burr's special. Well, we do we do give people, you know, Netflix updates. There's one of them. Go, we just literally told them about two comedy specials that just that got released Bill, in the last two weeks. So. Bill Burr and then the J, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Stones. Man, it's been a while since I was on an airplane, and I used to fly all the time, and I used to go to parties. Like, I've turned to... To like such a like misanthrope, grumpy like old old millennial like I I don't know man. These two ladies were talking next to me and like they were nice enough, but it was so vapid that like I felt like the life flooding away from my body. And I'm, you know, it was like almost an existential crisis on an airplane today. I so I turned on Princess Bride on the. Uh, the uh, I don't know jet, uh, I'm on a JetBlue. It's the first time I've flown JetBlue, but they got like well I guess all the new airplanes have the video screens, you know, where you can just download right. movies. But I was like, what's the least offensive movie on here? Like, they have some crazy shit to watch on there. They have like, ah, oh, I wish I could remember. I was trying to remember so I could talk to you about it. Like, they have things on there like uh, Eyes Wide Shut and like uh, oh God, and like. No. Yeah. No, never watched that on a plane with and they got like they got Gangs of New York. I'm thinking like, okay, wait a minute. So there's right. and anybody can play any of these movies, right? And then like, so okay, you're playing that, and then like somebody behind you is watching like Paw Patrol with their four year old, and you, 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 you know what I mean? Like, oh, here's another rape scene. Should we uh should we fast forward right. it or just let it play? You know, like. Are they gonna have like a Sallow as an option? For I don't know. Film nerds to know what that means. But, I mean, it's a wide range on there, right? You got, it goes PG to R to whatever, and I'm like, wow. But there's no, I mean, it's no, there's no privacy. It's not like you're in your own little cabana on a plane. You know what I mean? Right. Like, anybody can look at your screen, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of awkward. Like, 
Right. Uh, so like, I, I was even gonna like, I like story three or something. And here's the thing. I was even gonna play a Harry Potter movie, right? Like I haven't seen the one where Johnny Depp is supposed to be a bad guy, like the new Grindelwald one or whatever. But I was oh. like, you know what though? I don't wanna hear like a neo Christian nut like go off on me on an airplane and get the plane shut down like it's a terrorist event. Because oh, I'm watching a Harry Potter and it has witchcraft in it. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, right. like I'm like, you know, who knows? That's what I could have gotten sat next to for all I know. You know what I mean? I even I even was, like, so weirded out that, like, somebody could be watching what I'm watching and then get offended that I fast-forwarded the torture scenes in Princess Bride. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. And I didn't realize, like, he raises his hand to Buttercup. Before she knows he's Wesley, remember when he's, like, questioning her loyalty on the hill? Like, okay. after he gets her, he questions her loyalty on the hill. Do you, uh, do you remember Princess Bride? I, you know, I've only seen it once. He raises her hand like he's about to slap a bitch. And, Jeez. folks, there used to be this thing in the 90s called slap-a-bitch culture. It really existed. Like, if you go to a junior high dance and they're blasting that hip-hop, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But <laughs> these days, it doesn't exist. But, I mean, he raised his hand to her in that movie, and I'm thinking, like, Princess Bride is PG. Every little kid has seen this movie. Like, it's weird how the world changes. Like, every five to ten years, we're, like, in a different reality of what's acceptable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, you know, like, we, I forget. I was at a, a video store, believe it or not, recently that was closing, but we, um, she threw out What About Bob? Uh, wow. You know, not thinking anything of it and forgot, like, oh, yeah, this is 1990s PG because, like, there was, like, a string of cursing that you wouldn't get away with, you know, nowadays. Dude, well, I mean, the other F word in, like, Monster Squad is said, like, oh, nine God, t- right. like nine times, right? So there's there's plenty of examples. Like, society shifts, but the movies the movies remain. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Dude, what even, even our beloved Bill and Ted, like, uttered the other F word in the, the first movie at least. Yeah. Because I watched those within, like, the last six months. I was like, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> they're doing this They're glasses. doing this weird, like, politically correct, like, promotional campaign for that movie, which is kind of weird. And it's almost like... It seems like now the rage culture or the PCP police culture or whatever, like, it all looks like they're almost overdoing it now. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen the ads for the movie lately, like, on social media uh-huh. and stuff? It's like, oh, like the first few promotionals that they put out. Yeah. <clears throat> like, oh, we had a Dream of Wish Kid in this scene, and we had a bunch of disabled Americans playing, I don't know, monsters or something in this other scene. And I'm like, is that exploitation? Is that respect? Is that a good opportunity? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's I the feel, other actually, end of it? Actually, you know what? I, I think that, honestly, that you've said that out loud, I think that's just Alex Winter's, like, weird humor. Like, if you hmm. know, like, have you ever seen his movie Freaked? Well, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. He just has an out. I, I feel like that would be, like, an Alex Winter joke. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like that's probably right. his contribution. I could be wrong. So, speaking you know. of weird things, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Oh, man, yeah. And, and you know, these movies... Okay, there's not enough substance in either of these movies to have separate episodes, so I've decided we're going to discuss the Iron Man and society just together if you're cool with that we'll that's, just smash them in the same I mean, cause, episode because uh, uh tetsuo is like it's like an episode of tv really it's like an hour and seven minutes yeah like, 
It's mostly like, style. Not story. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, mostly it style on camera. It you feels know? like this guy started with a music video and then just like stretched it out. And this is one of those rare instances where the stretching out doesn't feel like it feels like just right. Like it doesn't wear out its welcome because if it went much further, definitely would have. Mm. You know what it feels like actually is like he discovered something he loved about stop motion and then wanted to explore that with video effects. Right. But he's a guy from, it's a, you know, I don't know, I don't have anything written down on paperwork about the director's name, and I'm sorry, folks, like, foreign directors, it's hard to keep up with, and that's, you know, that's a, that's an American problem. Uh, we're sorry about that, but we love Japanese filmmakers, and we love this one, but I don't know, um, well, I don't know. Well, he's mostly done more Tetsuo movies, because Yeah, like he's in the movie. Popular. He's in the movie. gets infected with a metal i don't know we'll call it a metal i don't know disease. yeah this guy's obsessed with metal and he sticks it he cuts himself with a piece of metal he freaks out when the wound gets infected runs into the street gets in a hit and run or whatever with a businessman and his weird girlfriend and then he haunts them and then that guy gets his infection and then at one point the girlfriend has like a snake penis and yes. uh and then he has like a drill penis. At yeah, some yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Like he's he's mutating into a giant machine, and then uh, obviously, just like a classic love story, the girlfriend gets sacrificed, and then spoiler alert, the ghost comes back, and is like possessing everybody or whatever, and then he's fighting them, and then they mutate into a monster metal thing together. Right. I, in this movie, I mean, it has a lot of of imagination. I mean, it's like. Um... I hate to sound cliche because you'll see a lot of quotes that say this, but it's, it kind of sums it up perfectly. It feels like like a David Lynch directed a long Nine Inch Nails music video. I mean, that's kind of like hmm. like like Eraserhead era David Lynch. Yeah, like, like we're talking like early '90s video. Like the camera had eight effects that you could do. Right. Like like uh, uh, what are some of the name of the video effects? Like negative film or negative video or whatever. You know. Like, like compositing right, uh, or something a lot of like whooshy effect i don't know like pan yeah. effects and shit superimposed like, actually there was a music video that basically um when i was younger there was a billy idol music video from the 90s mm. called shock to the system which basically rips off this movie but of course i learned that in reverse because i remember seeing it in the 90s where like uh, a camera breaks and like infects billy idol and like all these metal pieces really yeah, dude, wow. check it out after this. Go to YouTube and find it. It was, like, one of those videos that was controversial, so they'd only play it, like, late, late at night. So, like, if you didn't time your VCR just right, you know, you'd be fucked. Dang. <laughs> uh, it's worth a look. It's an interesting video, but it basically rips off this concept. I'd be interested to find out if it was even the same director. You know how sometimes they'll take American gigs and vice versa? Um, Man. But uh, yeah, not much to the story, but like the, I'm I'm just amazed at like what this guy got away with on. I I think I saw it was a pretty small budget. Um, like it's just a lot of it's like a long experimental film basically because there's not really a plot and there's not really barely any dialogue really. You can watch this movie without subtitles and follow it just fine. Yeah, it's kind of dreamy this movie. You can just follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, switching gears. This guy feels estranged from his family. They're doing weird things. 
they get ready for some party, they're country clubbers or whatever, and that's elite. society. Yeah, an elite society is getting ready for a big party, and then people melt. People just start melting. They can just something. Yes. They can just touch you, and you're you'll melt. And they'll play with all your parts. Once you turn into putty, they'll just play with you. Hard to say if they're eating you or having sex with you. It's really kind of confusing. Um, and these and these people, I guess, are aliens, and they can bend their bodies in different ways, or they're actually they look different than we do. Um, but he's he's related to them, but he's not, because then like at the end they're saying like he's not like them, and he doesn't he doesn't mutate himself, but he's able to rip a person apart like pretending no no no, no. Are you, you're not talking about their son right yeah no 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 he's he was one they were going to sacrifice remember he was a they he comes to find out he was adopted because he was poor and because yeah remember, yeah 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 he's not one of them and then he sees that they're this other race of people then, yeah like um, and they even they even say like no we're not aliens because he calls them alien fucks they're yeah. basically the concept is that the rich elite suck literally suck off the 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 poor you know like oh so it's just like it's, it's like very, it's not very, a metaphor very, anymore it gets very metaphor movie. yeah it gets very literal right like the like, the rich leech the life right out of the poor i get it i get it yeah it's a but you know it's a movie that like for the first two thirds are kind of a very basic like it doesn't feel like a horror movie so much as like a weird thriller and this well, is like one of those rare hmm. movies that switches gears really fast. Yeah, and everybody everybody in the movie is pretty much forgettable. Um, I wonder if the main character, like that guy, did any other movies. I feel like he was like a... I feel like he was one of those guys that probably popped up a lot in the 80s, 90s, like 21 Jump Street or that kind of stuff. <laughs> I yeah, probably did a lot of order. I, I don't remember him being anything big. Um, hmm. By the way, we're talking about the movie Society. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm I think I mentioned the name. <laughs> but it has great it has the monster effects are pretty good, just like if you're a fan of stuff like Evil Dead and the Thing. You know, if you like gooey, stretchy, grotesque monster effects then and if you're looking for like oh i've pretty much seen everything what's this movie then you know it's a good option for that i I, it feels like i've I've seen it two times now and this feels like a a thinking man's horror horror movie you know if you think i mean yes it has its gross makeup effects you know pretty great makeup effects but it's also like you know it's trying to have a message you know huh uh i mean i don't know that's just kind of my thought on it i mean although i guess you can call some of romero's movies like thoughtful horror movies which holds true too dawn of the dead martin's pretty good oh i fucking love martin martin is like has its cult growing but it is pretty underappreciated compared to some of his other stuff yeah i was just saying you were saying thinking man's horror movie and then you mentioned romero and i was like well um yeah i went straight to martin in my mind I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff said at the end of Night of the Living Dead, right. you know, about racial tension in the '60s. But and that is like an allegorical story. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. horror that really exists in our society. But um, yeah, I go straight to Martin. I think if I had to, if I had to stack his stuff, you know, together in a deck and say, like, what's 
what goes to the top of the pile, I'd say Martin. It's a good choice. It's a great movie. It's worth a look if you come across it. Oh, this guy went on to definitely <clears throat> become a, a, what? a soap actor. A soap actor. Who are you talking like about? On, you talking about now? lives for like 11 years. Oh, you trying to you're digging up some research on the main character for society? Yeah. Society. Right. What's his name? We should probably mention somebody's name from one of these movies. Uh, well, uh, let's see. What is his name? Billy Warlock. That's not that's really actually, his name, that, is it? That's his actual name. <laughs> so what does he do on the side? Like music? Like he, it just says actor and stunts. Um Billy Warren. No, he's like in he's in like a lot of uh, soap operas. He was on As the World Turns, One Life hmm. to Live. Whoa, he's like a professional soap actor. I mean, everybody gets old, but here that reminds me. For some reason, the way he looks reminds me of Scott Valentine from Demon Lover. But oh, yeah. um, did I tell you when when I was uh, slinging CDs? Yeah, folks, compact discs. Like they used to be New Music Tuesdays, and we had to stock the shelves. Did I tell you that he came into the store and I met him and his wife and he was just acting on like um, NCSIU and, and CSI and all that other bullshit? Uh-huh. He has no hair anymore, you know? Oh, wow. He used to have those curly tendrils, right? Yeah. Long hair and he was like on like what, Facts of Life or something or what? Like he was um, on... Family Ties? Family Ties. He played like the, 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 the dangerous bad boy boyfriend of one of the girls or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't, he had like a unique name, but I can't think of it right now. I almost didn't recognize him. He came in, they were asking me questions, and I looked at him for a second, and I go, demon lover. <laughs> and then, you know, it's always, I guess actors are always surprised by like what movie you reference them with. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like, that's probably his most obscure, I'm sure that's not like the, the thing he's most known for. No. But I love that fucking movie. I haven't watched it in years. I, I have to revisit it at some point. Man, what a great episode. Folks, you heard about so many good things. I think we talked about maybe five or six movies in there. Not in, not even intentional. That's the way you do it. On Binge Watchers, anyway.